0: Hey guys, this is Connor O'Flynn, and this is the Con Solo Podcast. I want to talk a little bit about corrective exercises today, and specifically why corrective exercises probably won't fix your problem, your issue, your pain, your injury, whatever you may be dealing with right now. Uh, Corrective exercises have become really popular in the last few years. Uh, Correctives basically refer to anything that you would have normally seen in a physio clinic, In a rehab setting exercises with foo-foo super light bands intended for elderly people or uh, people coming back from surgery uh, being applied to kind of obscure specific movements Uh, so think about your basic your shoulder external rotations or your sideline clamshell exercise that kind of thing really specific movements with really specific goals and intended to kind of bring up A person or a tissue to a really base uh, level of fitness or or structural integrity so uh, correctives can apply to just about any exercise and that's a matter for another uh, discussion another day but because these things were showing up more and more in the clinic in recent years as opposed to physios just doing an ultrasound or stem or whatever else they might do or they don't have to do any work uh, people just started ripping off or taking these exercises from the clinic or googling you know, um, is shoulder rehab exercises and when they have shoulder pain and just kind of taking them to the gym and just shotgun approaching uh, their correctives like oh my shoulder hurts when I do a red press so I will google shoulder press uh, corrective exercises or physio exercises and then I'll just do those and hopefully that fixes my problem That's the way most of these things are applied, but in the odd case, someone does actually go to the clinic and they actually get guidance from a physio or a manual osteopath like myself or a chiro or or some other kind of uh, health professional. Even in those cases, even when you're getting a corrective exercise uh, from a health professional, I'm still going to make the argument that this is not going to fix your problem and I'm gonna put an asterisk in there and just say it's not going to fix your problem if that's your sole approach. And here's why. It's very obvious right from the outset that uh, the corrective itself is not addressing the root cause of this problem. You may argue that, you may say, well the corrective exercise is meant to target my corrective is meant to target my rotator cuff or my supraspinatus or you know whatever whatever has been identified as the root cause of the problem Uh, the problem with that is, is that the tissue itself is not the root cause of your issue you know maybe that tissue is the thing that's most responsible for causing pain in this moment or discomfort or weakness or instability or whatever the issue really may be maybe that tissue is causing that problem in this moment why is the tissue causing the problem though there's a deeper why there there's a deeper root cause than just the tissue that needs to be repaired and if you don't address that then we're just kind of missing the point you're going to spin yourself in a circle and you'll be back in the same exact boat a few years later uh, you'll have a few extra corrective exercises in your arsenal at that point but that'll be the only thing you gain from this Wouldn't you rather just cut out that middle man and just try to figure out the root cause in the first place? So, you're doing your normal overhead pressing. You do it for a decade, it's not problematic for you at all. Then your shoulder starts hurting. Your shoulder hurts for a little while, it keeps getting subtly worse over time. So, you decide, I'm going to try to figure out what exactly is going on here. Maybe you see a chiro or physio or an osteo like me, um, and maybe even get an MRI or something. look at that MRI and and you're looking for a cause there. You find out a muscle has degenerated in some way or has a slight tear in it or uh, there's a tendon issue there or whatever it may be. Do you think that's the root cause? Can you actually point at that tissue on that MRI or in your functional muscle test or whatever it might be and say that is my root cause? Do you really think that you woke up one day and that muscle was just dysfunctional or torn or whatever just as though you had been struck by lightning do you really think there was no other cause that led you to that moment to that that tissue to that moment to that cause obviously there's another layer to this discussion obviously and if you don't look to that other layer you're just leaving yourself a giant blind spot so something happened to lead to that tear you know that maybe that we can probably say with some certainty that that tear is contributing to your issue in some way if you have pain that's not always the case the things of course that you see on your mri are in almost every case really poorly correlated with uh with actual symptoms you'll see that with disc bulges you know bulge and um And even with uh, muscle tears and labral tears and all that kind of thing uh, you'll see these on on MRIs and x-rays and other uh, imaging with people that have zero symptoms so we can't say it's a one-to-one mechanical damage causes pain that's not true but there's a good chance that whatever you're seeing on there plays a role in some way or has played a role in the past or maybe will play a role in the future now, the real root cause is you have to try to ask why that thing is there in the first place, and then how it's affecting you in the real world. Uh, the root cause we want is that original why, you know, why, why did this pain start now? Uh, why, is it, why is it bothering you when you do more weight, or why is it doing, bothering you when you do more volume or something like that? Those are the whys we care about. And simply adding a corrective exercise to your routine, even if it's super specific to that muscle that you think is the problem, that's not a comprehensive approach. If you don't address that root cause, all you're doing is applying a Band-Aid and hoping that Band-Aid will hold up to you doing heavy overhead pressing. And that just sounds like a really bad idea anyway, slice it. So before you go ahead and just research all the correctives you want, or or go to your physio or your chiro or your osteo to get more uh, corrective exercises, think about whether or not you're addressing what actually happened in the first place. And I want you to keep an open mind about this too. You might think that uh, you know what you need to address in the first place is, is the condition of that muscle. You know, maybe, the, maybe there's a tear in that muscle. Maybe you think that's the root cause of your problem, but go one step deeper why is that there this quickly becomes you know the the next logical step is to kind of look at your lifting technique you know if you're doing overhead presses with a barbell is your right shoulder doing something different from your left are there obvious technical flaws that you can change that may have predisposed you to this injury those are good questions to ask and a lot of people will get to those questions right? if you have pain or if you have uh, aches or discomfort or weakness on one side a lot of people can get to those questions. That's not like that's a fairly obvious route to go. Go further though. You have to get into some of the more, well, actually they're more quantifiable things. Even though they're uh, they're they're um, less frequently uh, attributed any real or symptoms are less frequently attributed to these things. But look at your training volume. Look at your training intensity. If you if you don't track these things you should start there you should start with tracking them what i mean by volume like you can count volume in different ways hard sets per week total poundage per week poundage per session that kind of thing um and your intensity your your nearness to failure your nearness to your one rep max however you want to quantify that but you have to look at those things i could easily make the argument that all injuries especially non-contact injuries uh are the are coming from volume and intensity issues rather than technical issues. And I'll leave that one for another day as well. But uh, but look for that original root cause and keep an open mind about where it might have been. You know if you have a good training log and you have a you know you, you keep a journal or you log your food or something like that. Don't be surprised if you look back and you see that there was a whole month where you ate like crap because you were overworked and exhausted. And because of that, you were sleeping like crap for a whole month. And then your shoulder started hurting towards the end of that month. That frequently happens in the clinic. When I when I run back to the, the kind of origins of pain with people as I sit down with them for the first time, we frequently get to that point. When did this start happening? Oh, well, I didn't. I wasn't doing anything else different. I had my same workout routine, my same physical exercise, everything. Uh, but my mother had just passed away. And... Uh, I was super stressed, and I had exams coming up, and I, I, missed, a, I missed a payment on my mortgage, and, uh, and all these other things, and that is when the pain started. Do you think that's a coincidence? Like, that's that you're under-recovered, and you're trying to continue to do the same thing that you've always been doing, and in that case, you, maybe your training volume and your training intensity didn't increase, but the relative increase, or the relative intensity based on your preparedness that day was different. So, if something like that happened, you know, the problem was not the absence of a special corrective exercise. That's obviously not the problem. The the real problem was that you you weren't prepared to recover from the work you were trying to to put your body through. So, that's that's kind of the way you have to look at that. The other problem with our corrective uh, being used as a a cure-all is it's not specific. It's uh, it's specific to what it's supposed to do, but it's not specific to what you want to do. Um, it's it's a, you know if you're doing a shoulder external rotation or a clamshell, uh, it's a really specific movement. It's meant to achieve a very specific thing, but it looks nothing like a squat. It looks nothing like an overhead press. And do you want to do clamshells the rest of your life, or do you want to get back to doing squats and running and that kind of thing? Those are different movement patterns. The reason we use these correctives is they're very, very simple movement patterns. It's easy for you to coordinate. So when you have a movement issue and you have a specific muscle weakness or instability or whatever it may be, if I give you a clamshell, chances are you'll be able to figure out how to do that clamshell without hurting anything. You'll be able to do it while contracting your glutes the right way, and you'll be successful with it. And the goal of this is to eventually graduate to something a little more complex. corrective is not there as a cure-all. The corrective is there as as kind of a means of transition. So once you can get a good glute pump out of your clamshell, and you can get some strength going with that, do you think that's just going to automatically carry over to your 400-pound squat? If if glute if uh, glute medius contribution on your squat is the problem, if that's what you've identified as your problem, and you do enough clamshells, do you think glute medius is all of a sudden just going to show up in your squat? You know, it might, maybe, could happen, but it might not, and you got to be prepared for both of those. Uh, Personally, I see it not just transfer over like that. In most cases, because the squat is a complicated movement overhead press is a complicated compound movement there are a lot of moving parts there a lot of muscles contributing and so the entire body is working on that and if you're just trying to activate a muscle and hope that that activation carries over to your working sets that's just foolish it's just you're you're just wishful thinking at that point so what you need to do is spend some time on the actual specificity piece the actual transfer the actual carryover piece If your goal by doing clamshells is to get back to squatting, um, good weight and and, uh, without hurting yourself, then you should spend some time working on the squat. If you can't work on the squat in any context right now without pain, don't go and do that, obviously. But I can almost guarantee that there's some way that you can work on the squat right now while integrating the idea of the corrective into that squat. For example, if you're doing your clamshells to get the glute medius going, in a general sense, why not spend a little time trying to get glute medius activated and firing throughout that squat pattern? Why not go through the squat pattern and try to figure out if you can keep glute medius contracted the whole time, or if you can't, why not? Where is it disappearing? Where is, is that contraction uh, leaving you? How can you increase it? Um, how can you do that with more and more weight on your back? And when you start playing with this, you'll find the, the reason that the corrective isn't the cure-all. That's because you know you might be able to keep glute medius contraction in your squat perfect up until you get 100 pounds in the bar, and then all of a sudden it's not as strong. And then you get 200 pounds in the bar, and you feel like you can't contract that muscle consciously at all anymore. And you get 300 pounds in the bar, and you have zero control over the over keeping your pelvis level in the squat and that hip shift that you've been trying to correct. So. The corrective is not a strong enough input to change that strong, complex movement pattern. Not on its own. You have to have some other, uh, some other more specific intervention there that actually stands a chance of changing this. Because if you have any strength at all in a complicated movement or a complicated, a complex movement pattern like a squat, you're strong in that movement pattern at all. Do you think a little band exercise is going to be enough to radically change the way you do that? Probably not. You're going to have to spend some time on that. So, don't just assume that correctives will fix everything. Um, We want correctives to. (laughs) Obviously, I want them to work. It's the same thing with dietary supplements. I wish every dietary supplement worked. I wish it did exactly what it says on the bottle. Oh, man, I wish that. But they don't. Okay. So, just adding a corrective into a faulty program, or adding a corrective exercise into an atrocious lifestyle where you're constantly abusing yourself with a lack of sleep or poor diet or whatever it might be Um, adding a corrective into chronically too high training volume or intensity uh, that's not going to fix anything so we have to find that root cause we have to make sure that whatever intervention we're going with is going to carry over to addressing that root cause period you know the the corrective exercise is not a cure-all we need to stop treating it that way Alright, so I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this uh, discussion. Um, by no means just totally bashing uh, totally bashing the corrective exercise or physio or anyone like that, anything like that, but I do think that the corrective on its own is just an obviously flawed approach, and we can do better than that. So, let me know your thoughts, comment wherever you're seeing this, shoot me a message on conquesthb.com, or uh, find me on Instagram or social media ConquestConnor and I will talk to you guys again soon. Thanks for listening.